It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flint composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. IBM, it was Univac, it was all those gears going clickety-clack, dear. I thought automation was keen, till you were replaced by a ten-ton machine. It was that computer that tore us apart, dear. Automation broke my heart. There's an RCA 503 standing next to me, dear, where you used to be. Doesn't have your smile, doesn't have your shape. Just a bunch of punch cards and light bulbs and tape, dear. You're a girl who's soft, warm, and sweet. But you're only human, and that's obsolete. Though I'm very fond of that new 503, dear. Automation's not for me. It was automation, I'm told. That's why I got fired and I'm out in the cold. How could I have known when the 503 started in to blink? It was winking at me, dear. I thought it was just some mishap when it sidled over and sat on my lap. But 
But when it said I love you and gave me a hug, dear, that's when I pulled out its plug. <laughs> Hey, good morning everybody. I'm Tom Sumner and welcome to our three-hour tour known as the Tom Sumner Program. We're going to kick off today's show and the week, in fact, talking about uh, technology and the digital divide, which our uh, guest this first hour says is real and getting wider all the time. And um, we're going to talk uh, coming up in just, just uh, about three minutes three and a half minutes with uh, the general manager for u.s broadband at viasat inc stephen mesnick is his name then a little later in the show we're going to talk about um, how to liberate yourself from the illusion of fear as uh, discussed and described in a book by um, family therapist and author Rebecca Ward, the book is called The Paper Tiger Syndrome, How to Liberate Yourself from the Illusion of Fear, and we'll have that conversation by phone coming up in the middle of our three-hour tour. And then we're going to wrap up in the third half of our three-hour tour talking about uh, what to do if your kids want to go vegan. And we're going to talk with uh, Faith Robinson, who is the Senior Strategist at People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, or PETA, as uh, we've come to know it. Yeah, little by little, I think uh, just about all of the PETA staff have uh, made appearances on the Tom Sumner program. But uh, Faith Robinson will be joining us a little later uh, today. Don't forget tomorrow uh, in in this area where our show is, uh, where my show is based here in uh, the Flint. Michigan, uh, Genesee County area. There is a primary election tomorrow, and uh, um, if you have concerns about votes and and voter security, participate in voting. It'll um, it'll have an influence on how things go and who gets elected and all that kind of stuff. Don't sit it out because it's a primary. Primaries are uh, are important and um, of course then we'll uh, we'll be back on Wednesday uh, well we'll we've got a show tomorrow on election day but there's not much to talk about until after the returns are in so we'll be uh, taking a look at tomorrow's primary election on uh, armchair politics Wednesday with our roundtable regulars Paul Rosicki and Henry Hatter joined by Jan Worth Nelson. We're also going to talk about um, who scores better when it comes to uh, dealing with solar energy. Um, Florida Governor uh, Rick DeSantis or, or is it Ron DeSantis? Uh, 
but between DeSantis in Florida and Newsom in California, and their their records with working with uh, solar energy might actually be a little different than you think. We're going to have an expert on Wednesday to start to show off, and that'll be followed by our two-hour political roundtable, Armchair Politics. Jan Worth Nelson, as I mentioned, joining our roundtable regulars, Paul Rosicki and Henry Hatter. Anyway, stay tuned. We're going to talk about uh, the digital divide up next. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. My guest this hour serves as general manager of the U.S. broadband business at Viasat, Inc. He is responsible for the company's fixed broadband services in the U.S., which includes their residential and business Internet service. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the digital divide, what that is and what it means and what's being done to address it. And... Um, to do that, we have Stephen Mesnick. Steve, good morning. Welcome to the show. I appreciate. It. Thanks for having me on. I'm. Uh, it's an exciting. Well, I'd say it's a, a difficult conversation about the digital divide that we're going to have. You know, there are many folks on this country without access to to quality internet, and the, there's kind of a have and have not there. So, um, you know. Uh, thanks for allowing me to talk about this very important issue. Let's let's talk about that a little bit. You know, I. When we talk about the digital divide, the first thing that pops into my head, because I'm kind of old, <laughs> is um, that it's generational. But you're talking about something that's that's more about inequality and who has access and who doesn't. That's correct. There are, there are about 42 million Americans who do not have access to either a computer or high-speed Internet. And that tends to not just be you know, generational. It tends to be more of poor, rural, elderly uh, persons with disability who are uh, disadvantaged compared to kind of their counterparts. So this is, it's also, a ge- as I said, a geographical issue where folks who choose to live in more uh, rural areas uh, just cannot get access to uh, high-speed Internet. You know, it's hard to imagine. You said 42 million people that don't have access to the Internet, and that just that just seems mind-boggling, Steve, I, because it, it seems like everywhere I look, I see nothing but a sea of people with their heads down and their thumbs going like crazy on a mobile device. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's incredible that you know. So, Viasat is an internet service provider. Years now, and we have a slightly different—I'll call it business model—different technology than your traditional internet service providers like your AT and T's or Verizon or Comcast or Charter. In, in those companies, they'll they'll put down either fiber or cable in certain areas, and their business models—they will put down those those technologies in areas where they think they could uh, get a return on their investment, right? They can make money. And oftentimes it, there's a certain distance where they say, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to wire up that, that house or that neighborhood or that community because it's just, you know, it's kind of not worthwhile financially. 
we're Viasat. We are a satellite uh, broadband company. Uh, we, we provide communication services to people, as we're discussing today, but also airlines like JetBlue, United, American, Delta. Uh, we provide connectivity to our military, uh, both home and abroad. And so what we're able to do is we launch a satellite into space about 22,000 miles up, and largely anyone who can see the sky can get access to our service. You don't have to have been living in a certain area with other affluent people, right? So anywhere you can see the sky, you can get access to Viasat Internet. Well, you said, um, Steve, you said that uh, Viasat provides communications services. Is pretty much everybody that's providing Internet service or access um, thinking of themselves as being in the communications business, and do they all offer not only Internet but but cable or satellite television and uh, telephone communications as well? Yeah, so different companies, some will offer, you know, I'll call it a dedicated video service like, um, you know, like your cable company might get, like I said, from Comcast or, or Charter. Some companies like, a you know, a DirecTV, right, uh, might offer video service, but what Viaset really focuses on is uh, high-speed internet. Now, with high-speed internet, you can choose to watch video over that, right? You can go online and watch a YouTube video, for example, or you could subscribe to a uh, kind of a streaming service like a uh, Netflix, as an example, right? So, with high-speed internet from Viaset, you're able to uh, do any of those things. You listen to a radio podcast, right? Watch video, uh, engage in social media like Facebook or Instagram. So. I think that's probably the most important component. It used to be there was a separate service called broadband and a separate one called, you know, TV. And now with high-speed internet, you can do all those things over one type of connection. Are all of the, um, you know, we've all gotten up close and personal with streaming services, uh, I think, during the uh, during the pandemic over the last couple of years. I know my... Uh, the access to different streaming services has increased dramatically in my home. Um, are streaming services like Netflix and Hulu and YouTube, um, are, are they available to um, all kinds of Internet providers, whether it's, it's hardwired or um, cellular? Yeah, so those services, they are available to anyone who has, I'll call it, at least high-quality internet, high-speed internet, right? Broadband okay. is, the, is the proper term. And the issue is, of course, as I mentioned earlier, there's 42 million people out there who don't have access to, um, you know, kind of that broadband service, so they're not going to be able to watch any of those those services. Whether they're paid or free, um, they're just not available to those folks because they, you know, either live in an area that is unserved, um, by a traditional, you know, cable or fiber internet service provider, or frankly, they can't afford the internet service, um, so therefore uh, they can't partake in, as I, as I said, in those streaming services like the Netflix and the Blues. More about the digital divide with Stephen Mesnick from Viasat Inc. Straight ahead. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Lions. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's, that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview always. You, you, <laughs> it's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Babies come with lots of decisions. Cloth or disposable? Crib or bassinet? So when it comes to protection, go with the safest, most effective choice, vaccination. Get all the recommended vaccines for your baby by age two to protect your child against 14 serious childhood diseases. For more reasons to vaccinate, talk to your child's doctor. Go to cdc.gov vaccines or call 800-CDC-INFO. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. 
This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More about the digital divide with Stephen Mesnick from Viasat, Inc., straight ahead. Why is it so important for people to be online, we'll say? Yeah, you brought up something earlier. I think the pandemic over the last few years uh, really put a spotlight on this issue. Right? It was people talked about the digital divide a lot, and there were examples of it. But then all of a sudden, everyone for for a period of time, right, basically had to stay home. They didn't. They weren't able to go to their uh, work and have access to internet at work. Uh, kids weren't able to go to school and have access to internet at school. All of a sudden, it became critical that in your own home, you had access to uh, high-speed internet. And that really showed the difference between the students who, for example, did not have access to internet at home and those who did. You could not do your homework. You could not communicate with loved ones anymore. You could not even buy basic things for your home anymore because maybe the retail store in your town was closed. So the the most basic things that people do nowadays, communications, trying to do their job, checking in with a doctor, um, all those things now that are just that are so essential to people's lives rely on high-speed Internet. You know, I remember back in March of uh, 2020 when everything first started shutting down and, and uh, of course, we were getting all the news, you know, daily bulletins and updates out of New York about what was happening with the pandemic and so on. But all of the the broadcast networks, even the big, you know, cable and broadcast uh, news networks and so on, um, had all their people working from home. And they were they were kind of scrambling for a couple of weeks, Steve. I'm sure you remember seeing, you know, some of some of these people, Robin Roberts and George Stephanopoulos and uh, Chuck Todd and all these people working out of their basement with a green screen and a little laptop, you know, trying trying to do their uh, segments and their their uh, anchoring and their broadcasts. Um, and then after a couple of weeks, they started getting the equipment to to do better production from home um but what and, and the funny part is i'll tell you they all didn't look so good without the hair and makeup crew getting them ready in the morning exactly so. and, and and of course bad lighting and the audio wasn't good and sometimes there was dropout in the pictures and and for a couple of weeks it was it was pretty raggedy and these were people who were fully hooked up you know but it took yeah. a while to you know to to um, clean up their their uh, presentations a little bit, but you, as you mentioned, there are people in rural areas, there are people in uh, in urban areas that don't have access to the internet at all, and it was a difficult time for schools trying to, uh, you know, trying to do online schooling because they couldn't get to some of these people and schools and and school districts were were scrambling to get computers into the homes of people who didn't have them just to keep education going yeah it was an incredible i mean now one imagine that almost overnight right you would be whatever service you had a home internet service or didn't right that would you were kind of stuck with it we saw 
uh, Viasat, incredible demand for service at that time, one of the highest we've ever seen because people had uh, no choice. They really, especially for education for their kids, it was hard enough with, you know, kids being home with parents uh, all day long. But imagine then it was, well, they couldn't even, uh, you know, there wasn't even school to go to, uh, even participate in if you did not have high-speed Internet access. So that really put, I'd say, the biggest magnifying glass on this issue of the digital divide is, you know, in, began in March of 2020, as you said, and, and continues today. It hasn't been just because some people are going back to work now. Many people are still choosing to work remotely. Many people have left some of the more uh, dense urban areas and moved out to the suburbs or rural areas, and they're still struggling with connectivity options in those places. Well, and, and a lot of people had to upgrade the uh, equipment and what their equipment could do to accommodate. Um, I think Zoom meetings, because that's probably the best known, but there were other um, other options for video conferencing and so on that, that people started uh, um, adding to their, uh, their, their ability. Um, what is the, the difference... Um, Steve, between satellite internet and and cable internet, um, is it is it really kind of the same as the difference between a cell phone and a landline? I'd say that's a that's a uh, pretty good analogy. I'd say that the difference really is, you know, cable and fiber rely on you know exactly that, right? It, it's actual cable line that people see in their home or a fiber, which is a very thin physical line that has to run um, from a, you know, central location somewhere all the way to your home. And it can get, for example, it can get cut, right? If it's, a, if it's on a electrical line, that line goes down, your internet service, right, goes down. If someone, uh, you know, cuts, is mowing their lawn and happens to cut through that cable, right, you lose access to uh, internet. Last, Satellite is different. Last year, we had uh, we had an animal under the house that chewed through our cable. <laughs> there you go. So, the, so the, I'd say the great news on on satellite internet, different technology, is that because it doesn't rely on a physical uh, connection, right, from your home to another location. Uh, not only is it available anywhere, but also, um, you know, it, it's it is able to overcome some of those. Uh, issues that, that have, I mean, satellite internet is, when you see some of these got awful things around the world, whether it's, um, you know, fires or floods or other things, you know, uh, there are many uh, folks who then rely on satellite connectivity because it's the one thing that you can actually just go put a satellite terminal up on a location. If you could see the sky, you could have internet, regardless of what happened to the infrastructure around that house. What, right? about, so it's, it's what about weather? For disasters. What about weather? Does, so does weather impact um, connectivity uh, when you're broadcasting your signal in that way as opposed to on a hard line? Yeah, I always, I always call one of those, uh, we'll do a little like myth busting, which is people always say, oh my goodness, when it, when it rains, doesn't the connectivity go out? No, you know, there are examples where in a, you know, uh, if it is absolutely pouring outside, and, you know, to the point where you could not, you know, you would not even want to go out there. It is pounding down. Yes, there could be, I'll call it some interference, right? It could slow down a little bit. But I think there's always been this myth that satellite internet just, 
the minute it starts drizzling, you can't get access to internet. And I'll tell you, I have experience. I have the service at, at, at my home, and no, it, it will continue to work. It might slow down a little bit, but you could still do all the essential things you need to do, even in a, even when it's raining. Now, mo- most people have experienced um, having their internet hooked up by the cable guy. <laughs> and and you know we used to joke about the cable guy because they had this this uh, practice of telling people well you'll have to be home between eight a.m. and five p.m. on such and such a day and people were taking a day off of work and the cable company wouldn't show up and all that kind of stuff um, they've gotten considerably better about that these days but what is it like if you're going to go online using satellite um do you have to have, so we also have do yeah. you have equipment these scramblers and things that someone has to come out and sort of uh, talk you through yeah so what we advise that what we do is we uh we do send out a i like to believe a pretty professional uh installer unlike um uh you know the movie the cable guy um <laughs> and they do come out and what they do is they'll put a terminal uh really it's generally uh, where you want it, which is, you know, we have options for, we can mount it on someone's roof. We could put it on a pole in the yard, right? We, we kind of work with the customer on where they would like to see, uh, the terminal set up. And then we have a, uh, you know, a router that basically goes into the home that looks like the one that you would get from, you know, your other internet service provider, or you could buy it like a Best Buy or nowadays on Amazon. And so, um, yeah, there are, those are the, the pieces of equipment, all right, it's a terminal outside and a router inside, and you kind of pick and choose where you'd want that service to be. But we like to believe now that many of those issues you said, you know, we, we call ahead of time and let you know when you're coming. You get to pick the day, right? So when do you want service to be scheduled? You can change that date. So we'd like to believe uh, the, that it's improved since the days of, you know, um, Jim Carrey of the cable guy coming into your home. <laughs> right, right. Um, what about... Uh multiple drops in a home can you have so we have we have three no we have four cable drops in our home which potentially means four internet drops and multiple people can be online at the same time is that any different with uh with the the kind of router and, and equipment that you get with satellite connection? Yeah, so with Viasat, we provide you um, a uh, Wi-Fi router. So you can have, I'm trying to think if there is even a limit. I, I've, I've seen people have over 50 connections in the home, right? So meaning any device, which basically today is almost anything now. 50, uh, connections, in internet a, has Wi-Fi. 50 connections in a home or in a business? So you, you might have people around the home who have laptops. They might have a smart TV. They might have an Alexa. They might have okay. a Siri. Yeah. What else we got? We got Google Voice, right? You forget people have nowadays a refrigerator that can connect, right? It's incredible. That's you don't even right. realize all these devices that are actually connected. Not all people, right? They're just devices connecting kind of themselves that, that are uh, running in the background that you almost forget about. Now, getting back to what we, and and I'm fascinated by the new technology. I'm not necessarily good with it, but I have kids and grandkids, so I have 
a a kind of IT team that I can access. But uh, <laughs> what what is being done by you and other companies, and even uh, you know some some uh, municipal and state governments to get cable or not cable? I'm sorry, internet access. Ah. To the people that aren't that don't have it now. Yeah, so there's there's two things around Biosat specifically. Right now, we just basically went out and launched what we call our choice plans, which part of the goal, and I'll, I'll get into the municipalities in a second to make um, service more. I'll call it affordable, right? So right now, we just um, basically uh, double the speed of our lowest price plans to make it so that you know, starting at fifty dollars a month, customers can get twenty five megabits per second speed, which is what's considered broadband. So we've basically made broadband more affordable uh, for for customers. The other thing that's going on right now, the there's many, I'll call it government subsidy programs. Uh, one that Viasat participates in is called the Affordable Connectivity Program. And this is if, if people uh, have an income below a certain level, it's pretty much double the, the poverty line, they can um, apply to the government for a subsidy um, and it's thirty dollars uh, traditionally, and, and seventy-five dollars on tribal land, and that money will be paid by the government to the uh, the internet service provider you pick. In this case, hopefully Viasat. So it'll discount your service thirty dollars. So instead of starting price at fifty dollars a month, if you qualify what's called ACP, Affordable Connectivity Program, you can have Viasat internet service at home for as low as twenty dollars, uh, starting at twenty dollars per month. So really, affordability is probably one of the next big things that Vice has focused on, and, and the government is making uh, sure people can uh, get service at a monthly fee that they can afford. Has Viaset um, been competing with? I, I I know that there are some some cities in Michigan, and and I'm sure cities in other states where they're. Um, setting up free internet access for the entire community. Um, have you been working with with any uh, towns or villages to to do that, especially in rural areas where it's difficult to get connected? Yeah, well, oftentimes we'll partner with um, either the entire town or, or uh, more specific. Many times schools will come and say, can you just help uh, us? We need connectivity for our school when students are there. This way, even students who can't afford uh, connectivity at home, at least when they go to school or stay after school, they have access to Internet. That's one of the uh, programs that we're very proud of is our, is our partnership with local community or local schools uh, around the country, and as you said, specifically in rural areas. Is it just as easy to um, secure the connections on, uh, on satellite Internet access? Either, we, uh, one of the things that Viasat does, our, our background history is providing connectivity. We started off providing connectivity to the, the military, so VIP aircraft, and we do it for airlines. So actually, our, kind of our core DNA is um, security and making sure that no one's able to call it listen. It used to be, you know, listening on your calls, but now it's obviously uh, see what you are doing online. So. One of the things I think we pride ourselves is the fact that our satellite internet connectivity is as secure, if not more secure, than other types of connections like cable and fiber. Yeah, I, w- I, I would think that that's uh, becoming more and more a concern 
for people about uh, about the security. Now, here's the tricky part, and this is something that that I run into because you know I I have just enough knowledge of uh, of of technology and and the use of of various kinds of software to be a danger to myself and others. Um, but one of the things that I, I find a little bit confusing is that more and more um, vendors and retailers and and really uh, hospitals and doctors and you know various kinds of people that we need to connect to in our daily lives are becoming sort of all digital and online and for people who don't have the internet they're telling them well just go to www something and these people are, are are just completely thwarted at that point how can those people get past that um that that, that seems like kind of a divide in and of itself um to to figure out how to get connected. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. So one of the things that I I know in our in our uh, in Biotech's business. So for example, we get people the choice. You can sign up for our service. For example, by I'll I'll, I'll give you the URL right that that, that you just referred to. Right, we we biotech.com slash internet. Right, and then you have people who say, wait a minute, I just want to talk to someone. I I want to order my service with an actual human being. And so we actually have an 800 number or it's 833-5-VIASAT. And, and by the way, once someone signs up for service, if you have a question and you want to go online and, and look up the answer from a website, that's great. You can do that at viasat.com. If you want to call someone and get help that way, uh, you can do that as well. So we try to cater to uh, whatever choice people want to make in how they either sign up for service uh, or get help. Uh, once they have it well yeah that's it, it just seems kind uh, of kind of awkward um, for people you know who are given a, a website you know where all the information all the sign up is 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 possible to do and they're not online yet <laughs> so they're, yeah, they're trying to think, how, do, how do we get there yeah. or how about this if you if you're you had a cable or, or fiber connection and the service goes down and they tell you to go onto the website to look for more information. They say, wait a minute, I, the problem is my internet's down. You're telling me to go to a website on a, to go check out what the problem is. Well, the power companies are doing the same thing. You know, you lose power and right. your internet goes out and then, you know, you're basically uh, told if you can get any information that, um, you know, they're, they're posting updates online. Well, you know, I, I, I can't go and see that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it, the divide is um, it, it presents itself in in several different ways, and it's a very uh, a very serious thing. And I, I appreciate uh, Steve you spending time with me and the listeners to talk about this, and and uh, I appreciate it very much. Um, for those listeners that have access to the internet. Um, or or not? How can people get more information about what we've been talking about and and about Viaset? Right. Yeah. What? So the, the easiest way, if you're interested, is 
is, is our website at, at viasat.com. If you're interested in signing up, viasat.com slash internet. And of course, nowadays you can go, you know, people do type into Google, Viasat, and you'll, you'll find us. And as I said, if you don't want to go online, you want to talk to a person, that's fine too. Uh, the number is 833-5-VIASAT, which is V-I-A-S-A-T. Well, that's great. Are, are there, um, for people to, to, you know, become a little bit more internet uh, literate, of course, a lot of people went through this process because mm-hmm. of the pandemic, but um, what has... Uh, Are, do you are there any books or anything that you recommend that that people might uh, look for internet for dummies I, or anything like that? I think that's that's always been a great series, right? I've I've, I've learned a lot. I think that got me through uh, you know uh, some t- some tough uh, questions in my life. The internet for dummies books I've always been a, a fan of. But also, you know, once you sign up for for a service like Vice, that I'll say for example, you know, we we talked about this earlier. We send someone to the home to set it up for you, to get your computer hooked up, to answer any questions you have. It's still that human touch where many things you, you order today, right there, they just either get you know shipped to you, you download something, right? You, you lose that person-to-person um, help. And so one of the things I think we're really proud of is, unlike other providers out there, is that we will send someone and, and they will sit there and, and answer whatever questions you have about the service. How do I get online? Um, how does this work? Right. And so I think I'm very proud of the fact that we still provide that, that face-to-face interaction for people to help them, especially if they're a brand new internet user. It's great to have someone come to your home, not only hook up the internet, but then, you know, give you some of the basics on how to use it. Well, Steve, thanks again for, uh, spending this time with me and the listeners and, um, by all means, keep up the good work. Thank you, Tom. Good luck with your grandchildren as your IT department. Uh, I hope they do well for you. <laughs> All right. Take care. Take care, Tom. Thank you. Bye. That was uh, Stephen Mesnick. He is general manager of the U.S. broadband business uh, element at uh, Viasat, Inc., where he is responsible for the company's fixed broadband services in the U.S., which includes Viasat's residential and business internet service. We were talking a little bit about the the digital divide and what happens uh, with regard to digital inequality, um, both in in uh, rural areas and and also in urban settings, and and some of the things that are being done and might be done to close that gap a little bit. With that, we'll uh, have more of the Tom Sumner program. <music> Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com From the Tom Sumner Show Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, the hugger and see her on her birthday. You know, I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Yo, speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed. It's a robocall. Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. If you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, file a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. Well, at least they call. No, I get it, you're busy. But you know Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. A doctor. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. It's 2022, and this year the Tom Sumner Program begins its 15th year. It would not be here without support through the years from individuals and organizations like these. Seth David Radwell. East Village Magazine. Flint Institute of Music. Hello, I'm Maestro Ricky DiMaggio. Flint Community Schools. MTA Flint. Flint Comics and Entertainment. Hamity Complete Food Center. The Flint River Watershed Coalition. W.H. Weiscarver. The Genesee County Road Commission. Lone Museum Auto Fair. Thomas Appliance. The Genesee Health Plan, Quiplet Technology, Mark Community College, it's Pure Michigan. Friends on Facebook have also helped by contributing to the show's online fundraisers two or three times a year. If you would like to help the Tom Sumner program continue to thrive by becoming a sponsor, send an email of interest to Tom at TomSumnerProgram.com. Add your name to the list of supporters, past, present, and future. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology.
Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. I wanted to get some new girlfriends So I went and bought a Mercedes Benz A waste of money Eight thousand bucks down the drain I thought the girls would get wild and reckless So I bought cultured pearls And a diamond necklace A waste of money That cost me four thousand more They were returned I got no girls they repossessed Both the car and the pearls I styled my hair just like Cary Grant's Bought a pair of those new tight pants A waste of money Household finance took my pants (laughs) The female gender, I just Don't get it Just when I'm out Of both cash and credit I found a honey And this is what's funny She don't need my money She works for household finance This was another Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. Thank you.
virus comes along that's spreading like a plague And POTUS and his lackeys have been nothing if not vague Well then you've got to trust the CDC and listen well Unless you want to bid our free society farewell There is a Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus And if we don't act quick and social distance it will mire us In a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July A super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus And if you got a better cough in your arm And if you got a better... <coughs> now back in 1918 influenza had its run But half the docks were busy overseas with World War One. Today we have mass media and scientists to say If you don't want this virus well then stay six feet away Super damn important that we practice isolation Cause we're asymptomatic while it's an incubation We'll overwhelm our hospitals if there's not mitigation It's super damn important that we practice isolation If we don't do it then we're all gonna die If we don't do it then we're all gonna die And so I hope at last you'll take this lesson here to heart Cause it's already scary and we're only at the start If you get bored just think of the immunocompromised Who can't go much of anywhere unless it's sterilized Oh super bad transmittable contagious awful virus If we don't act quick and social distance it will mire us In a stretch of quarantine the last until July A super bad transmittable Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com Pilots, get off of my lawn! We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on, go on, get out of here.